0: All right. Well, welcome to a special edition of what we couldn't say on Sunday. Our first special edition. First special edition and the first time all three of us are sitting together to do this. Boom. Um, yeah. This might break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the back for <laughs> some context, anytime we get views on anything, Ross says that. So like when we first put out our sermons online, we'd get like 30 views and Ross is like, we're breaking the internet. Um, they came pretty
1: quick, those 30 views.
0: Those 30 views, which were my parents, your parents, <laughs> and Daniel as he was scoping out our church. So um, so that's that's Ross for you. But this is the first time we're all three together, which is exciting. So we have no idea how this dynamic will go. It might go great. It might go bad. We'll see. Probably somewhere in between. Yeah. That's right. Um, So to to preface, this is a special edition because it's not going to be tethered to the sermon from Sunday, which is kind of the heart behind what we can say in Sunday, which basically we talk further about things that we left out of the sermon, things we want to clarify, things we want to add and so forth to better serve our people. But something came up in this last week within the last, uh, I guess, five days. Um, that is kind of, uh, lighting the internet by storm, at least within the evangelical world. Yeah. Even your Facebook post. My Facebook post. It was pretty controversial. Is some, yeah, it's controversial. And, you know, this is, as you, as we said, this is the first time we've ever done this, a special edition. And the reason why is because, uh, we want to serve our people well and to think through this topic and how to go about it more.
1: Um, what, what else would you guys add? Why are we doing this? I mean, it's a timely opportunity something comes up it's on our minds Yeah, it's before us we have to either
2: grow or not grow and why don't we try growing as we work through this together yeah i think it's important uh to note that the world is watching how christians uh treat one another we're, we're told that um that we will that, that the world will know we are Jesus' disciples by our love and mm. um one of jesus's main prayers for us is that we would have unity that's right and um these, these moments can be, uh, causes for great disunity. And that is in fact what, what is <coughs> happening in, and yeah, we even see it close, close to home. Yeah. Uh, so we, we really are praying that, that God would bring unity as we talk about these things. Right. That's right. And, and this is a opportunity for great disunity, but also
0: opportunity for, to learn, teaching opportunity yeah. and to have unity. And, you know, Ultimately, you know, as Bible teachers, as we teach, we, we also want to apply the word. How do we apply the word in real life? And so, this mm-hmm. is a great kind of case study um, that matters deeply. And mm-hmm. we're kind of dancing around, we haven't said what we're talking about, but um, basically, what happened is that a prominent evangelical leader that has influenced all of us at some level, either directly or indirectly through the people he's influenced, mm-hmm. has said some strong words about another prominent evangelical female uh, preacher, teacher, author. Sure. And so that's what we're talking about. Um, we, I think it's important to say that we we are not going to please everyone who listens to this. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is either too liberal or too conservative for someone else. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, there's someone out there who's going to call you one of those, you know um, and And the fact is, I think we're all kind of nervous as we do this because there's so many li- landmines to to land on yeah? right. to fall on, and uh, we just want to be faithful. We want to serve you church and any of our friends and family who who want to listen in and see how we were how we're thinking of how to please Jesus and apply the bible to the situation yeah and this
1: idea that this emotionally charged debate happened over here and it didn't happen in our church is 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 not a good way to think about it because we are going to have to work through emotionally charged mm-hmm. cultural issues as a people we don't all feel the same way that's right mm-hmm. and so if if we can't talk through this well? How are we going to talk through it well when mm, when we have to right. disagree on these issues right. within our body and continue to love one another? Yeah. It's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Like the best time to learn about suffering is not when you're suffering, you know, like to get good teaching on it mm-hmm. so that you are separated enough where you can think through it objectively and receive the word and not be influenced by all the emotions and so right now our church isn't going through any controversy or debate like this and so we can use this as an opportunity to learn and also uh, and be ready for those days that we're going to right. butt heads and how to do it christianly mm-hmm. so here we here's where we're going to go in this podcast god willing is we want to kind of talk about the context and do our due diligence and charitably explain what happened um, as best as we can understand and then we're going to talk about the different players in the um, the panel and what was and who was addressed. And then we want to address and talk about what it means for someone to be a false teacher or a false prophet, because that kind of language has been brought up a lot, especially on the Twitter sphere. If you look on there, and different evangelical and different leaders have been u- lobbing terms like that. We want to cover an important theological concept, or maybe more as a practical living concept, or but theological triage is what it's called. Right. And, and we want to get into that. I know that sounds a little nerdy. If you're like, what does that mean? It's hugely important the way you handle uh, debating
1: and thinking through matters. And it becomes really practical, like yeah. really ground level yep. practical skill for how to maintain Christian unity. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. We want to talk about the
0: manner in which um, the, the gentleman spoke, uh, John MacArthur, um, and talk about some of the content of what he shared. Uh, we want to really address how do we disagree with someone Christianly in a way that honors Jesus and, and is the way Jesus would do it. Mm-hmm. How do we call other people out in error or in severe, uh, severe error? Mm-hmm. Um, and in ultimate, we're doing this. I want to say this again is because these people are big time players in the world mm-hmm. and how they go about things right or wrong. People will follow mm-hmm. sometimes uncritically, just blindly. And yeah. we want to wisely shepherd and say, Hey, this is what we think biblically could have been done differently or better. Or this is stuff that we can celebrate. Um, I think that's important. That's right. All right. So with that long intro, what happened? What happened? So there is a conference called the Truth Matters Conference that was celebrating um, John MacArthur, Pastor John MacArthur. Um, John MacArthur, you want to give a quick little
1: update to who he is for those who aren't unfamiliar? Yeah, John MacArthur is um, a longtime pastor of... Grace Church, I believe, out in mm-hmm. grace, Community. grace Community Church and the r- radio program Grace to You. Um, he's someone I personally have a deep amount of respect and appreciation for. Um, as someone who has faithfully and fearlessly taught exegetically from the Bible for years and years and years, this is a man who stood on the doctrines of grace um, before a lot of these things were popular. Uh, in a lot of ways, we're, we're standing on John MacArthur's shoulders. We, we've all personally gained and benefited from him mm-hmm. and his life of ministry and service. Right now, it's really popular to preach exegetically from the Bible in our circles. Mm-hmm. Right now, the doctrines of grace are really popular in our circles. When he started with this stuff, he was alone. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think we should look back at his life and really admire right. um, how he has been a servant of the Lord to help bring these yep. very precious things to our church community to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a minimum you can say you get
0: you get what you see, right? Like mm-hmm. John MacArthur is who John MacArthur He tells it how it is. Jo- John MacArthur will be John MacArthur, right? Yes. Like, yeah, very n- nothing about this is very shocking this whole situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. Um and he has been consistent from the beginning.
1: Yeah. Which
0: has been is something that's rare in our day mm-hmm. and age. And so we we want to honor him um and 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 even for me, I, Ross and I aren't on the same page exactly. Like I, I have more reservations about MacArthur, but I still use his commentaries. I still use his sermon stuff. And almost everyone I've been significantly shaped and influenced by have been shaped and influenced by him. And sure. he just took one more step further that I, have been benefited from. For you know, sure. so we, we got to give the guy credit and how God has used them. You know, mm-hmm. and we we need to be able to to charitably highlight and honor people, and also be able to charitably. Critique them in areas that they're not walking in line the gospel or in,
1: in truth. Amen. Um, and we have to destroy the idea that it's an either or. That's either right. you honor MacArthur or you criticize him. He, yeah, yeah. love or hate. It's yeah. both. You got, it has to be both. We oh, have yeah. to be
0: nuanced. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. So that that's John MacArthur was being honored, um, and at the conference, Todd Friel, who is a former comedian and he's a kind of a shock jock, kind of uh, radio host of Wretched Radio. Yeah. Um, who specializes in calling out heretics? Yes, he does. <laughs> That's uh, kind of his, his ministry. spiritual gift. Discernment yes. <laughs> <laughs> ministry is yes. what they would call it. And yes. he was hosting a panel with John MacArthur and Todd uh, Todd, Todd, not Todd Johnson, Freo. Phil Johnson. Oh, Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson, and then one other gentleman that I am unfamiliar with. And he, it was a kind of an open-ended, more fun panel, laid back. And he asked them. He said, "Hey." Um, we're going to do a word association game. And this is something they've done in the past. And they've gotten in trouble in the past with this too, with mm-hmm. uh, another prominent evangelical pastor, uh, Stephen Furtick. And um, e- even as he said this, MacArthur was like, oh man, you're going to set me up, man. And Todd Fields was like, hey, you need to think carefully. You got to think carefully about what you're going to say because last time someone wrote a book about it. And mm-hmm. so like they kind of know that this is kind of is building up and it can be something. And so he says, all right. What, what do you think when I say these two words? And he says, Beth Moore. And everybody just bursts out laughing. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of know what's coming. They're like, oh, you know, Beth Moore, right? Like he could have said, you know. Um, and, and, and that's kind of where I feel like, it, it. well, maybe I'm just, I need to give context right now, right? I, we should give f- feedback on what we think. Um, so he says Beth Moore um, and, uh, sorry, he says Beth Moore and then MacArthur says, Go home. Go home. And people laugh. Todd feels like, oh, you know, that was wow. And um, and then he follows up later on, and MacArthur gives more context, and he says, there is no case that can be made biblically for a woman preacher. Period. Paragraph. End of discussion. Yes. This all stemmed from a something that happened in Twitter a couple of months ago, where Beth Moore. Um, shared that she was preaching at a church on Sunday on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so people started to dialogue and debate, is this appropriate? Yes. Um, and so Phil Johnson chimed in and said that he believed she was narcissistic and and people were just during that the whole time just kind of laughing about mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and I think that's a fair assessment that they were laughing. And then later on, MacArthur says, just because you have the skill to sell jewelry on TV sales channel doesn't mean you should be preaching. There are people who there are people who have certain hawking skills, natural abilities to sell. They have energy and personality and all of that. That doesn't qualify you to preach. And then later on, he made more comments about the Southern Baptist Convention, about Bible translations and capitulating to cultural uh, pressures of diversity and so <coughs> forth. And he called out what the evangelicals who have been endorsing Paula White and all those things we're not really going to be touching, but we want to highlight more at the beginning about the go-home comment and his overall demeanor and manner. Yes. Is, is that a fair assessment of what happened, guys?
1: We're just describing right now, not
0: analyzing. Yeah, we're not analyzing, right? Okay. That, that's kind of what happened? I think that's a fair, yeah. a fair description. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it it that night when I listened to it, it happened that day. I, I found I saw it on Twitter. People were making comments, and there's fourteen thousand listens to it. And then, um, as I checked yesterday, there four hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's it's spreading around. So this is not just some fringe thing.
1: Sure.
0: Um, so with all that, they're making comments about Beth Moore. Who's Beth Moore?
2: I can share. This is from Beth's website. Um, living proof ministries is is her ministry. It says Beth founded living proof ministries in 1994 with the purpose of teaching women how to love and live on God's word. She has written numerous books and Bible studies that have been read by women of all ages, races and denominations. Um, her main focus of ministry is, is to women. Um, so I think for, for many years she has been ministering in, um, it was a church in, in Dallas, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Baptist church and her main focus has again been been to serving women. So mm-hmm. that's that's what um That's right. I mean I think
0: and she's a popular conference speaker. Yep. I, I first heard her over uh thirteen years ago at uh or twelve years ago at passion conferences mm-hmm. and she was preaching there and, and I remember that and um yeah, and you
1: were you edified by it were you
0: Yeah. I thought I was overall helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some things that were I thought were a little off. Um, uh, at that time, I mean, I, I think very differently. So I, I don't, I don't want to make too much comment on that because, okay. man, I, I just believed all kinds of dumb things 12 years ago and in <laughs> my discernment, was terrible. So I, I, I yeah, Fair enough. but she, she's a re- repeated, uh, speaker on the passion circuit. Um, I don't know if she has really re- recently, but she, she does a lot of conference preaching and, um, she occasionally preaches at churches on Sunday morning when the whole <laughs> church is gathered. Um, and, and that's kind of where the big firestorm comes because Second Timothy or 1 Timothy 2: 11, let's just read it just to be clear. This is kind of what they are alluding to. And there's also passage in 1 Corinthians also that says something similar, but they're different. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 11. Um, verse 12. I do not, this is Paul speaking. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. And this verse is in the context of a public gathering of mixed of all kinds of people. And and basically, MacArthur would hold to a complementarian position, which would say that women have immense value and dignity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they complement men as men complement women. And mm-hmm. God has, in his wisdom, ordered within the church and within the home a certain order of, Roles. Yes. Um, That's a key word. Yeah. Roles. Mm -hmm. Not worth. Not even gifting. Because the gifting can be complete. Like a lot of women we know are more gifted in. In leadership than their husbands, yeah. like we see it all the time in churches, right? Um, but there's a certain order that God has ordained,
1: and it's, it's kind of like a dance, right? There, there's yeah. a leader and a follower in a dance. Yeah. Otherwise, the dance isn't beautiful and it doesn't work. Right. And the man generally has the role of leading the dance. Yeah. And the woman might be a much better dancer than him, but right. that doesn't change. That right. is his responsibility and role right. to lead the dance. Yeah. And and, and and this verse is saying, according to MacArthur, I would happen to agree that the role of preacher in the church gathering belongs to men.
0: Yes. And, and, and just, we're not going to do a whole study on 1 Timothy 2, but one of the controversial react, uh, realities of this passage is people um, will often say, well, this is contextual for something going on in the church of Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the reason why um, many scholars would not go there is because he grounds this whole passage, if you read in mm-hmm. verse 13 and, four, Thirteen and fourteen um, in the created order. Yes, Pre- <clears throat> pre-fall and into the fall, he uses that that as an example to ground a principle. Right. And so, it's really important whenever you look at any passage, how is the author? Um, grounding his arguments and his principles is it based off something that is culturally relevant like uh, perhaps like oh because uh, there's a famine like Paul speaks about in first Corinthians and perhaps that's why you shouldn't get married and you should stay single Mm -hmm. and and for there that you you seem to have evidence that he's talking about something that's very circumstantial and right there or is he talking about something that is um, everlasting
1: or or, or not everlasting but based on of a a more fundamental reality yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, as a normative for everybody, usually right. the case, or is it situational and just specifically applying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be more general applying.
2: Right. right. The creation order you're describing is that Adam was formed first. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. That the Eve was was after.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's what Paul bases his whole uh, yeah. argument here. And this was very offensive for me. I rem- I mean, I grew up in churches with female pastors and female preachers, mm-hmm. and so I remember when I went to Bible college and there was this huge debate about this. And co- they use these terms like complementarity and things like that. And I was like, what? What are mm-hmm. you guys talking about? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And so this was a really hard thing for me to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, you, we have to go with not preference or past, but what is there in Scripture. Right. Um, now, here's the thing. Beth agrees with um, the fact that um, we believe the New Testament teaches that the role of elder is is set apart for some men. Right. And let's just, we just got to be very clear, right? Like, this is only a small select amount of men are called to be elders. Right. And women are not called to submit to all men, only their husbands and only certain men in the church called elders, mm-hmm. only according to what the Bible calls them to submit to, right? Mm-hmm. Not in all things, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of qualification and we could qualify more. Yeah. Um, but what, let's just be fair to Beth. Beth does not teach that she should be a pastor. She's categorically rejected that. So let's just be clear there. Um, But she has said that under the authority of elders, male elders who invite her to serve that congregation, she will occasionally come and preach. Mm -hmm. And, And she's happy to do that. She feels like there's gray there. And there's a lot of debate now in the Southern Baptist Convention. And J.D. Greer feels that's gray that he's okay with also. Uh, who's J.D. Gray is the president of the Southern so Baptist So he has taken a
1: stance on this. He
0: has taken a stance. Okay. He's okay with it occasionally, but he he holds to the Baptist faith and message, which says that only you can be only a, only pastors can be uh, men men can be pastors mm, only certain sure, men. Sure. So there is debate there, and so yeah, that's I, I hopefully that's fair on to to, to describe Beth Moore and mm. what she's advocating, right? She, she made a comment not long ago. Like, listen, y'all. Like, you're afraid that I'm going to go further. But like, she said, drink some herbal tea. This is. I'm not trying to like push for more. Like, this is. This is where I go. Mm. Um, be, sure. Because people are afraid of the slippery slope, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's the slippery slope here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That if if she begins to teach, if we allow women teachers, that it's going to lead to. um us opening up to being affirming of homosexual or other big mm-hmm. big things like um and mm-hmm. there's a there's a progression in that mm-hmm. we have seen some of that historically mm-hmm. um but i don't think that that's that's the accurate uh that's the accurate accurate picture uh or or argument that we should be making right mm-hmm. right right so just go ahead. well i want i want to
1: uphold two things I want to, one hand on, on one hand, not attribute anything to Beth Moore that she isn't saying. Mm-hmm. And she is not saying women should be pastors.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I
1: feel like some people are treating it like she's saying, forget gender norms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not saying that. So let's not treat her as if she is saying that. Right. I do think that some weariness about this issue particularly is warranted because of historically okay. um, churches sure. capitulating first in, right. in gender norms. And then other places. So I think that the slippery slope argument doesn't justify a
0: mm.
1: all-out onslaught against her mm. or treating her as if she's saying something she's not. Sure. But also I think to a certain extent we can be like, wait a second, let's, let's pay close attention here. Like, right. like let's, sure. let's push in a little more. Where is she yeah. really at? Where yeah. is she coming from? Let's yeah. treat this with even maybe a little more vigilance than right. we would otherwise.
0: But, but, but here's where my pushback is to that. Because okay. I think there's warrant to what you just said. Yeah. There is historical precedent for that to happen often.
1: Yeah.
0: However, we don't feel that way about Tim Keller or John Frame or Andrew Wilson, who's out of the U.K.,
1: Who are saying that.
0: Who are saying the same thing she is saying. And they said it uh, four years ago. In 2015, this was a huge in-house debate. Jonathan Lehman, we're going to put it all in the show notes, all the links. Basically, John Piper responded in his Ask Pastor John podcast, hey, could you have a female preacher preach under the guidance or under the authority of other leadership? So basically what they're saying is she's an extension of their authority, but she's not the authority. So they're blessing it and they're vetting the doctrine. They're basically saying we're the ultimate authority, but she's just serving us with the word because of her gift and and so forth. And John Piper said no. And then Andrew Wilson, who's part of a a movement in the UK called New Frontiers. that's also in uh, in the US, which is more of a charismatic reformed elder-led movement. They have women preachers under the eldership of authority of the elders. And every sermon needs to be vetted by the elders and their –
1: Man, I'm getting to a lot of stuff now, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love (laughs) Andrew Wilson. I love Tim Keller. Like, these are great men. Yep, um, great men, and that I look up to and emulate. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I would still apply. I'm, I'm concerned. I wish they wouldn't do this. I (laughs) wish they wouldn't have that position. Okay, and and it's heightened a little bit for me above other areas of disagreement that I have with them. I see. Like, like it's like, ooh, this is really one baptism and stuff like. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I just think we want to be consistent and make sure we're not projecting any potential biases in it, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, Keller gets a pass. Cause you know, he's Keller. Right. Right. He's like the reformed Pope. Yeah. You know,
1: that's cool and relevant. And, I, and I'm okay saying I strongly disagree with Tim Keller on this. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I love him, but I do, I do not. But you're not skeptical of him going down a sli- slippery slope though. Him going down a slippery yeah, slope. Right. No, I'm not. Right. But you may be with Beth. With Beth going down as <laughs> the <first> <laughs> No. No. Okay. it's not as much Beth in particular, but just okay. churches in general. Sure. Sure. Like we're we're starting or to the SBC. To, yeah, yeah, the SBC. it's it's not like yeah, it's, my skepticism isn't as much particularly directed against Beth as just the, the whole the whole church like where are we gonna stand on this right. issue? Like are we gonna start to, to drift historically the way churches have started to drift when they depart okay. from scripture?
0: Okay. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. I guess the only reason why I bring up Frame, Wilson and them is, is Jonathan Lehman, when he he kind of summed up his debate, uh, Jonathan Lehman is with Nine Marks Ministries and he writes a, a pretty lengthy article we'll put in the link uh, in the, in the uh, comments um, sorry, in the notes and he basically says this is the friendly in-house debate among complementarians mm-hmm. so he kind of lowers the stakes a lot mm-hmm. and yet when Beth Moore says it all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, getting on heresy level. Yes. And that's, that's the, a great segue into the next segment of this conversation because we want to talk about what is a false teacher. Because mm-hmm. on Twitter I, – guys, I have, I, have, I have almost cried – that doesn't sound very powerful but i've almost cried and, you almost cried uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not very moving uh
0: yeah um i've been deeply grieved as i read on twitter on people's responses mm. on, on things and how people say and, and they say stuff like you know oh she's a false false prophet and look how jesus spoke to the pharisees in this and 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 i think it's really important to clarify before we get into triage what, triage will be part of this conversation is what is a false teacher
2: yeah what is a false question.
0: teacher? Is it just anyone who teaches something false? Because if that's the case, all of us are false teachers. Right.
2: Right? Right. In,
0: in the words of R.C. Sproul, he said something like, hey, uh, 80% of all of us are wrong. We just don't know what the – no, sorry. 80% of what we believe is right, 20% is wrong. We just don't know what the 20% is. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not that anything you teach is wrong, but what
1: is it? What is a false teacher, guys? The verse that comes to my mind from Galatians, Paul says, if anyone teaches to you another gospel, Mm. let him be anathema. Mm. You know, as soon as you distort the saving message of Christ coming in the flesh and dying for sins and rising on the third day, when you, when you start to touch that, you've moved from the realm of error, which can be serious to the, to the realm of heresy Mm -hmm.
2: and Mm -hmm. false teacher. Sure. As soon as the gospel is affected by what you said. Mm. Jesus says false christs and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray if possible the elect mm. but be on guard i've told you all things beforehand false teachers are those who are are pointing away from christ uh who are preventing or misleading someone to not believe the that that jesus is the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father but by him um so i think I think it's it it is a it, it's salvation issues yeah. Uh it's, yes. it's um, how does it connect to the
0: gospel I think that's what one of our professors Andy Nielli was helping us understand how, how deeply is it is what they're saying or teaching connected to the gospel right yeah yeah, yeah. yep and, and one thing that you just said with what Jesus said about false prophets is that they're guaranteed and so we should not be surprised that they're false prophets. In That's fact, right. we should be expecting them mm-hmm. and therefore not be ignorant that they're among us. And, and scripture even talks about them as um, as wolves clothed as sheep,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? That's right? Which means that a lot of them are going to be hard to tell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're going to look like us, smell like us, talk the right talk. But over time, you'll know them by their fruits, right? Which is a really important thing to know is that ultimately what they teach overflows into their life. Yeah.
1: And there's typical trends with them. Yeah. False teaching and false living usually coincide. That's right. And oftentimes you see false teachers in extravagant luxurious homes and and misusing the the money of the people. And, and, you know, immorality and false teaching typically connect with one another. Yeah, they can.
0: Yeah. So so basically with this false teaching, we, we need to talk about this, Language of triage because triage is important. Um, I found a link
1: um, uh, from Ligonier. Should we we define triage? Yeah, triage. Why don't you do that? So, like, it's a nursing term where someone someone comes in the hospital, you figure out how serious their sickness or wound is and how you're going to treat it. So, is it really serious? Do they need to go to ICU? Mm. Is it kind of serious? Or do they need to go to Mm -hmm. just a less serious place? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or is it even less serious? And they need to go to a less serious floor. Very articulate. Yeah, yeah, I hope But that's so. helpful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so theological triage is similar, um, which basically is, is teaching that there are multiple levels. So if you think about a triangle in three levels, at the top would be things that are connected to salvation. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, is he God? Is he the Son? Um, is he the way? What is the gospel? Is it salvation by faith alone, by grace alone, you know, or mm-hmm. is it is it by work? Like these are tier one issues, which most evangelicals would be on the same page with, right, mm-hmm. typically. Now, second tier are ones that are significant that would usually dictate what church you're part of, right? Because it would be connected to practice, like mode of baptism mm-hmm. or, or your covenant theology, dispensational theology. That could affect it, you know, if you're Presbyterian or Baptist and so forth. Uh, what else would be in the second tier Church polity, Um, church leadership, yeah, um, that's right. How how that's structured, yeah. Church governance, Mm -hmm. and 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 some people would even say gender roles, right? Like Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so 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 that that's that's to be debated, right? can women be pastors? Can what kind of role do women have in ministry? No one denies that women, no one says women shouldn't be in ministry. Women absolutely should be in ministry. Just what kinds of ministries right. does God celebrate and call them to?
1: Calvinism can possibly be a second tier yep, not necessarily. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. What you believe about the sovereignty of God and free choices and so forth. Right. Um third order issues can be things like what you believe about the millennium. Classic you know? classic third tier. Right. This is the
1: one everyone brings up. Yeah.
0: yeah, the millennium or the extent of atonement or the age of the earth. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. things are, are important, but they're not things that you divide. Your political over. position. Yeah. yeah. Your political position. Right. Yeah. And, and and as you know, what we just said in the second and third can easily be confused. Right. Some people make the political issue the number one issue. Right. A first Uh, tier issue. Right. But we're talking about what does Scripture highlight as most important? Right. Like if you believe you can have a private
1: prayer language or not, should not be a tier one language. A tier one issue. Can I summarize three tiers quick? Go for it. Tier one is is, if there's an issue there. The question is: Is this a person a Christian or not? If they're off on a tier one, they're not a Christian. Tier two, or, or they're or a Christian misled and they need to repent, or they would be, yeah. Yes, or they or they're in serious mm-hmm. jeopardy. Tier two is not asking is this a Christian or not. Tier two is asking can I be in the same church with this person or not? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're a believer in Christ, but can we do ministry together right. because Fruitfully of this? Without always fighting, yeah, without, yeah, without, yeah. Without, And tier three is not asking either of those. In tier three, we can disagree charitably and friendly and do ministry together, right? And we're both Christians. Um, so we agree to disagree and it's not that big of a deal. That's right. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Good way to put that. Yeah. So here's the question is
0: Beth Moore's position of women preaching by invitation under the extension of male elders. What
2: tier is that on? That's a great question. Jack. You want, what do you, what do you think, Daniel? Uh, I think it is probably a second tier issue. Yeah. Um, why? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's second tier because it's not. We're not talking about salvation issues here. Right. Um, I I do believe that even if they were to go so far as to say, "Hey, we think that it's biblical to have women pastors," mm-hmm. if they're still preaching the gospel of Jesus, mm-hmm. though we would say it's unbiblical and unhelpful and may lead them down a really dangerous path. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not. We're not going to say to that church or to that to those leaders. You are not in Christ if they are on the same page with us on uh, every major doctrine of Christ and they believe yeah. that their way right. to, to be saved is is through Jesus' uh, atoning sacrifice. So, yeah. I, in, I in, Malawi, think... in Malawi, I was, got driven to the airport by a couple,
1: a husband and wife, who were pastors together. Mm-hmm. As far as I could tell, they were both right. in Christ, yeah. believing the gospel with me. Strongly disagree with her totally. being a pastor, but... Yeah. Pretty clearly, I believe, from that short car ride, a sister in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church
0: I grew up in and I became a Christian in, and I think maybe you too, Daniel, <coughs> have women pastors. Not the one I grew up in, but, okay. but I have been in part of churches that had yeah. women pastors. And and I just, and, and the entire Wesleyan, his, you know, um, any Wesleyan denomination, any Pentecostal would have women pastors. And we, we by no means are going to arrogantly say, like, they're not Christians. They're, in fact, many of them are more like Christ than we are. Mm-hmm. In some ways, they are. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I mean, it just, we can't broad brush everyone, right? Right. Like some of my greatest heroes that love Jesus so much more than I do and, and are so much closer and are, are hold that position. Mm-hmm. And there are there are scriptural reasons why people hold that too, right? We There are Gordon, Gordon Fee's out there. Mm-hmm. There are scholars out there that hold it and they're not idiots and they're not just liberals who are trying to make the scriptures fit into their own cultural mode and it's it's irresponsible and i I get mad when people just make that the primary like motive and assumption Mm -hmm. um i I didn't have that assumption when i believe that sure you know or or you know we just gotta be careful
1: yes um but before we go any further on that, I do want to affirm that I agree with Daniel that this is a second-tier issue. Okay. It's more okay. than just a, hey, like, we disagree on this, but it's yeah. okay to disagree. i sure. <clears throat> I think the Scripture is very clear about God's order in creation. Yeah. <clears throat> very clear about wanting to protect that in marriage and in the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't talk right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not choking up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I think that... Um, that the commandment in Timothy is so plain and straightforward that to go against it raises serious amounts of concern in me. And um, I just wouldn't be able to function joyfully and, and freely in a church that Hmm. was not on the same page as me with that. So here's a shocker. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at 2.5.
0: Because what they're arguing for is, is that not 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 one point five, not no, between one and two, between two and towards three, three, yeah, towards, towards the, the three, okay. between the three and two. Oh, man, I got excited. I know. I know no, how you're no, going, no, going yeah And here's why: it's one thing to have um, pastors. That, uh, uh, okay, I think tier two is having female pastors in your church. Okay, I think tier two point five for me is you having male elders. But have occasional female preachers mm-hmm. coming yeah. to me. That's significantly different than having female pastors at your church. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's why I say two point five. And like New Frontiers, a group that I respect a lot, um, imperfect like us, um, but they they hold that. And I would be happy to be part of that church. Mm-hmm. Their churches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I could partner with that. You could. Um, you could be a member at their church if they have. Oh, well, you know, actually, they have women preachers. They're not pastors, or not, they're not elders. But they, okay. they regularly preach That I would have a little more questions about. But like a church that hosted a woman to preach occasionally for a specific topic under the leadership. I'm like, that's not like I'm not going to not be part of that church. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're not doing that personally at this moment. And we, we we yeah, we're not there. Um, but I'm not going to divide because you, you talk about tier two is like you would be not part of that church. Yeah. I wouldn't do
1: that. Sure. Personally. It's. It's hard when you think about okay, it happens once. Am I going to lead this church over this? Right. But I would say if it, it's a pattern, sure. To, to we regularly have right. female guest preachers under right. the authority of the elders, I would put that sure. at a level two. Okay. Yeah. Same. And let, let's Your just as well.
0: let's just be clear. We're not talking about well, okay. We're not saying you can't learn from women. Yeah. Right? I, I learned
1: so much from women, and many women are. I would go to a Beth Moore conference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay like great. like I would. Okay. I, I think great. she's gifted teacher. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh wow! Whoa, okay. That's yeah. good. Great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um,
0: but but w- we're talking about is this 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 language of teaching seems to be tethered to having authority. He 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 connects it together in in First Timothy two, yes. and and it's connected to teaching from the scriptures. And so like um, I think that changes things. But 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 let's let's keep going. Okay. So if if we are us three, okay, um, from our perspective, we put her at put having a female. Uh, Sister and the Lord share occasionally under the leadership of male elders. Head a church um, at two or two point five for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but approaching two. Okay, maybe <laughs> no. I went to that. Why are we? Tr- why are so many people treating like one mm-hmm. tier one? I, I saw some people twi- tweet about like, oh, this is how Jesus treated Pharisees.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are, are we now saying that everybody who has female pastors or anyone who has any Semblance of female teaching is now
2: tier one. Mm. Yeah, I think the concern—it goes back to what Ross was saying earlier—that um, there seems to be a trend sure. that when uh, right. when churches begin to um, move this direction, they they go further. Sure. Um, and so I've I've close <laughs> friends that are seeing that happen in their church in, in evangelical yeah. Baptist denomination or, or, mm-hmm. or churches. I, I, I would just say this. Okay, think about the assemblies of God.
0: Mm -hmm. Assemblies of God have had female preachers and pastors from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Assemblies of God, the Zusa Street Revival, like the modern Pentecostal movement, although has many aberrations throughout the world and has lots of heresy that can happen, especially in the the majority world. um, All those caveats aside, um, like Assemblies of God
2: haven't budged. That's right. In fact, they're they're amongst some of the most faithful to scripture. They hold to the inerrancy of scripture when many mainline denominations have not. Yeah. And so you're right. Yeah, let's just be careful. It's, it's not a perfect
1: case. Yeah, and, it's I'm not, okay. and I'm not saying it's a tier one issue.
0: Yeah, but if something could lead to tier one, that doesn't give us the liberty to treat them like tier one. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And and, and I can get that. We can is my treat problem. it
1: with some a little extra weariness. Yeah. And awareness, knowing sure. knowing the historical context. Right. But that doesn't mean you can go all the way to this is tier one. Sure. It, 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 but it goes both ways.
0: Let's just be clear. Because some churches are so hyper complementarian that women feel absolutely handicapped and put on the sidelines, and all they can do is rear children and cook food, mm-hmm. which is right? wrong also. And and, and, there's, and with that hyper headship, there can be um, systemic issues of abuse in these churches. And we know that that's categorically true. That's right. that there's, there's two ditches. There's two ditches. So let's yeah. just be careful that we're not afraid only on one side. Yeah. Let's be fair.
2: Can Amen. we say? Can we say what we affirm about? Sure. I, I think just we we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but what what do we affirm about the role of a woman? In, great, great. <laughs> in in a church context. The role of the role of women in ministry in a church context. Yep. What, do, what do we affirm? What do we not affirm? Sure. We, this doesn't have to be a long thing, but I sure. would just like to hear straightforward so our, our people yep. can. Hear. I would say women are fully members.
1: And priests, Mm -hmm. so we talked about the priesthood of all believers, Mm. which means that they are full owners of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. full stewards of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. responsible for members of matters of discipline in the body of Christ, responsible for fulfilling all the one another commands in the body of Christ, responsible for... Even disciplining elders. First Timothy five talks about how the church should discipline elders mm. and women. Women yeah. are part of the priesthood who are just. I mean, there's just there's just no sense in which a woman is any less a member of the Church of God, mm-hmm. as soon as she's a member of a church and has all the rights, responsibilities, and privileges mm-hmm. of of a man. There's just there. I don't see any distinction there yeah. in in the in the yeah. church.
0: They're 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 in in it uh, indispensable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ephesians Mm -hmm. four just talks about when every member plays its role, then we can become fully mature in Christ Mm -hmm. and we need them. We Mm -hmm. need them. Um, they are often, uh, they're, they're just as gifted as men. Um, and in fact, many of them are more gifted than many men. They, they, they have like, God has just richly blessed us with the sisters in our church. Mm -hmm. So our church particularly. So basically, um, in a world of yeses, There's just one no. So like rather than talking about what women can't do, women can do basically everything. They're all, all of us, all women are called into ministry,
1: right? That's no one should say women shouldn't be ministry. That's just, that's a terrible statement, right? Yeah. Right. There Um, there is a certain degree where us three are pastors over the women mm -hmm. in our church, but struggle to connect with them on a certain level because we're not female like mm -hmm. them. And I feel myself in need for more mm-hmm. mature women to connect with the women in our church and mm-hmm. connect yeah. with them in ways that i, I just right. I just can't yeah. and I, I need I need we women. can't do what they can do. That's right. And, and Ross is subtly saying he also needs a wife. So I've started to realize that
0: more. In yeah.
2: yeah, yeah <laughs> <So if laughs> ready the last
1: year
0: <laughs> Ross is our single pastor, yeah.
2: you know, so if you want. to... Help them yeah, out. And be the, the bachelor partner. life
1: is losing its luster.
2: There you go. Yeah. Amen. There's also one other aspect, though. We we would want to talk about in in a group setting that women speaking the word of God to one another. Yeah. Um, uh, to even to men in the room. Yeah. Uh, that that we are um, we are not opposed to women sharing the word of God. Yeah, with, absolutely. With one another, so we could be in our missional communities. Yeah. Um, and have a woman. Yeah lead us in, in some some uh, teaching about mm-hmm. about a particular thing. Right. I think that's uh, ex- extremely necessary. We yep. need our women yep. <laughs> to be uh, spokesmen and voices for Christ to mm-hmm. encourage us. We need right. that. And to share their
1: testimonies and stories. Yep, yes,
0: yep, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, basically they can do everything we can read books from them we can read articles from them we can learn from them they can be smarter than us the one only of thing my favorite us,
1: commentators in seminary was Karen Job yeah, she's fantastic she, i could yeah. not believe her insight and like i was like dang it she's yeah. so good yeah. yeah i'm jealous yeah and, and and you you just tipped your hand
0: a little because we there's a uh, maybe you tipped your hand but there's a there's a kind of a sadly a subconscious bias that we're given that like well, there
1: wasn't. Ins- I had one in seminary. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I have it anymore. Okay, good, good, but, good. But back then, I, I think I was, yeah, expecting the male commentators to right. be the best. Well, and, and
0: for me too, when I read uh, First John commentary from, I think maybe it was Karen Jobes, uh-huh in, in Bible college, I was like, oh, can I do this? And then what, what what do we have to do? Just like any time our conscience feels a tension, we have to look, is that tension from the scripture or from something culturally that I've inherited? Mm-hmm. And I realized it was a cultural inheritance I received. Sure. So I had to recalibrate my conscience and say, no, this is a gift. I'm going to learn from this sister. Right. right? Um, and so basically, um, women can teach men, she can share the gospel, can do all these kinds of things. But Paul, uh, in this passage that we believe is true and authoritative, limits the scope of their teaching um, to everything but the corporate gathering of the whole assembly of church, men and women. Yes. They can teach other women. They can teach younger kids. But there's something about when the whole church is gathered where there's authoritative mm-hmm. reality. And something I just want to highlight is I don't think this is about competency. I think about who ultimately is called on the carpet. Yeah, Who ultimately would Jesus knock on the door and say, hey, church of all people's church or church of blank. Your church is unhealthy. I'm calling you out. Like yes. who ultimately is, is going to take the shot? Who, wh- who's the buck stopper? And not not in an authoritative way, but more who, who's the one who's going to be held accountable for the sake of the souls? Right. That's the way where, where I really think God's intention and design is for, for – in his wisdom, he wants the man mm-hmm. to take the shot. Mm-hmm. To get hit and to be the one who basically is holding the, the, the gates of hell, you know, mm-hmm. like back and, and protecting his people. Yes. It's not about competency.
1: Yeah, and I right. just wonder how, if it's tied to the picture of Christ in his church at all, like right. marriages, where mm-hmm. where, That's right. where Christ has this beautiful symmetry. Not It's not identical, this yeah. symmetry between men and women that right. he wants portrayed That's right. in the authoritative preaching of his word.
0: And, and this is ultimately connected to the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? Of how Jesus is not lesser than the Father, and yet he submits to the Father. Yes, There's a beautiful beauty in submission, and I think that we just have a big issue in in our culture
1: with submission in general. Because of the bad picture our culture is given. Sure. is The way our culture has historically acted out submission is not the way Jesus and the Father right. do it. That's right. And so if we're looking at that as our example, what we're talking about, it's a different category than yeah. 1950s America. That's right.
2: Yeah. 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 Quickly, Sam, you said in every category except for, mm-hmm. for preaching the word in uh, kind of a Sunday gathering context. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I might nuance that a little bit Go for and say it. where great. there where there's more authority, mm-hmm. uh, kind of where, where the teaching is being done with more authority. And I think you can have kind of a sliding scale. Like in a if they're a small group leader or mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're if they've been appointed as a small group leader, which we mm-hmm. we would not do that. We would have mm-hmm. we would have uh, we we just don't think that that is the most appropriate place.
0: Right? Would you agree? I, I'm okay with. When we we don't have small groups, but we have mission communities, and we view them as like mini churches, and so we want men to to shepherd them. Right. But I'm okay with a female leader teaching within that context. Yes. But they're not the
2: main authority, the main, leader, the main authority. and the one who's held accountable for the souls. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I think um, you know you could you could talk about Sunday school or all kinds of different contexts, and I think it's important. A friend of mine said he and his church they they made a Kind of a, a board, and they they said, where where is where do we see the authority level with where where it seems that there's more authority mm. being uh, exercised in in, what, in each of these settings? That is where we'd say maybe maybe we need to have have someone else take that um, mm. take that lead. So I don't know. I just yep. think it's important that we're, there's are great right here. Yeah, it's very great. We're, we're seeking to we're seeking to be faithful to what Paul has said, and yet yeah we it, it has he has not explicitly said here and here and here a woman cannot right. do it, it th- and, in fact, it, it would seem that he's saying never. Some people just take it that way. A mm-hmm. woman should always be quiet in every uh, Christian gathering. Yeah. Um, but that is that is not what we Well yeah, because women can prophesy right yeah, that's and, why we know that Timothy too and pray. Publicly. Mm-hmm. So that's
0: why we know First Timothy 2 is not saying categorically in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's a yes. specific kind of teaching he's meaning. It's not just any kind of teaching. There's something yeah. unique about this. And, and, and the it. context
1: of First and Second Timothy seem to indicate that he's talking about teaching from the pulpit, preaching from the pulpit in, in, the the a, in the local church setting. Yeah, I just hate that word pulpit, pulpit. because <laughs> they, they
0: didn't have that concept like that. It, okay. it was like a pulpit. Pre- preaching in the gathering. Yeah, like yeah. an authoritative way where people know that they are the leader. They're the ones who have yes. authority and accountability over Yes, them.
1: and they're coming under the word at that
0: moment. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And so, I mean, we're not doing a thorough job. There's lots of books on that, and so we could put some links. Check out the links on the in the show notes. But, um, but let's let's move on from here because that's, uh, that's a that's a good question, Daniel. If what, you want we, to take a firm? deep
1: dive exegetically in the First Timothy two twelve, Andreas Kosenberger wrote "Women in the Church," mm-hmm. it's excellent. Mm-hmm.
0: And then there was a more accessible one called Design for Joy" with mm-hmm. Owen Strucken and, and Jonathan Parnell that goes into some details, uh, which Struck Owen is kind of who started this whole fight with Moore back in, back a couple of months ago, mm. the whole Mother's Day thing. Mm. So, um, and Russell Moore is in favor of it. I don't remember. I don't. I don't want to say that because I don't know for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, so, with all that said, um, how can we? What can we speak about their – The manner of how they went about things, because we don't disagree with. MacArthur's stance that women should not be pastors uh, within the local church and they should not be preaching. Yes. So we've said that. So hopefully you heard us. Nuance our comments about that. So we don't disagree with what ultimately
1: he concludes. We don't disagree with the message. Yeah. We, we disagree with something else.
2: The, the the manner. I wouldn't say that. I I, no, no, I wouldn't say that like either. The, I don't like the his his words. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I yeah. That's right. I don't know how to. Yeah. I, <laughs> Well, like, fundamentally, go home.
0: Like, what are you... I was just trying to alliterate. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, first of all, I think the whole format needs to be scrapped. Mm -hmm. They need to stop doing such a thing that something that's going to have a national platform and be spread out. Don't do something like, what's your one word that comes to your mind when you hear this? It
2: seems so inappropriate to to judge individuals with one word and, and to have it be a... A moment if you, if you watch the video where where people are primed to laugh yeah they're mm-hmm. primed to uh, be entertained by what's being said it seems completely ill-fitting it's, it's wrong
1: yeah it's off yeah
2: It was 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 an
1: unwise format to do Uh, this in. It it set them up to to be unloving. And
0: and MacArthur knew that he was being set up. Yeah, they're not innocent. Yes. And so I just feel like they need to, one, scrap
1: that period. I mean, Todd Friel probably isn't the best person to to talk about these controversial, sensitive issues just with his flamboyant personality. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just not not conducive to, to the kind of compassionate, careful deliberation we need to be having. You
0: know, the thing that really got me is that. It felt very much like what we see in the political arena.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, the form the form was entertainment. I think yeah. more than a, like the people right. were looking for yeah. something yeah. to get jazzed up about to laugh about. Simulating. It was yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But it just
0: but it just smelled kind of like what you would see like hey look Ben Shapiro just crushing pro choice arguments and oh Ben Shapiro <clears throat> shreds Bernie Bernie's new plan or oh, the AOC or yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and or the vice versa, you know, like, oh, those conservatives are so stupid and how they don't, they deny climate scientists. And it's, it's just very, it smelled of that kind of spirit of contempt mm-hmm. and like those idiots or like they're, they're missing it. Now, now let's just be clear. MacArthur clearly had like concern and cons- genuine like
2: grievances that came out later. Right. He didn't just throw a bunch of jabs and leave it there. Yeah. He actually had, and I think this is what you were saying, Ross, he had constructive things to say, um, but it it didn't... I don't think he had constructive things to say. say I, he just made,
1: he, he was constructive about what he's saying about the SBC and his criticism well, cause of the SBC. Because you agree with them, but he didn't make arguments. He just
2: made No, You made an, an
1: amazing argument. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I'm talking about... He he's trying to make the statement that women should not be preaching,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and we don't. We just said here that we don't agree entirely with what he's saying, mm-hmm. but we also agree that what what I think his overall implication is: women shouldn't be preaching in a church. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want Beth Moore to preach in a church, mm-hmm. and so I think that in ways that's constructive. That's all I mean by that. Like, sure, he's, yeah. He's, his overall point is right. Don't. Don't have women preaching in a church. It's not biblical. Well,
0: I would say this. They, they are cer- certainly concerned about this. And the <clears> matters <throat> that you're concerned of, I just don't see biblical warrant for mocking and laughing. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so let's just go to the text since we're people of the book and so is MacArthur, right? Yeah. Second Timothy 2.25. So just
1: to be clear, what we're criticizing most about the way this was handled was Todd Freel's and John MacArthur's, especially their manner the manner in which they communicated. And some of the words. It just, to, to, to... Well, well I mean the words they chose.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like they said the perfect words and they just said it kind of harsh. Yeah,
1: right. they chose the wrong words and the wrong way.
0: Yeah. And the wrong demeanor. Demeanor, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and just to, it, it sounded like, for all the people who were saying, hey, complementarians are just big, uh, you know, bigoted or misogynist. Mm-hmm. He didn't do, he didn't do a service against their, their... Their criticisms, criticisms <laughs> yeah. by by associating women preaching of like, oh, she's just she works on HGTV and she could just do that, and saying go home, like it just fed into every possible um, stereotype of complementarians just doing because they just
2: want to be on top right. and they're power right. hungry, right? Exactly the this, power comments, the power comments. Yeah, it added um, another level uh, mm-hmm. to to what you're saying there, right? Yeah, um,
1: and ultimately, this is not we're trying to be faithful. This will appear on YouTube mashups against complementarianism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This, like, this look,
0: here's great evidence to see that he's just because he, he he's a white, male. wealthy, wealthy, pretty wealthy now, yeah. um, male who doesn't want to lose his power, which plays into the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be Dr. MacArthur, or uh, I don't think you're a doctor. I think you honor yeah. a doctorate. He's honorary doctorate. Oh. Yeah. well, he's doctor? Yeah. <laughs> he is? Okay. <laughs> if it's honorary, it's I mean, kind of. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, Pastor MacArthur.
1: uh,
0: You'll probably never listen to this. Or the Mac Daddy. But if you do, maybe Phil Johnson will listen to this for him. Um, Please, please, like, you know, like, you gotta, you gotta be more careful. You're just playing it. You're making it too easy for them to to dismiss what ultimately you're doing it because you believe that this is what the word of God teaches. Mm -hmm. And you're making it very easy for them to believe it's ulterior motives. Let's look at 2 Timothy 2.25. So it's talking about leaders and he says this, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, right. but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with harshness. Uh, no, with gentleness. Bingo. With gentleness. Why? Why? God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Mm-hmm. And so he's, this is huge language. He's talking about people who are captured by the devil to do his will. And, and the, the heart, the, man, the, the um, means to see them bring, uh, be changed by God is, is for them to correct them with gentleness. Yes. And and it says to patiently endure evil and be kind and not be quarrelsome. And let's just be clear. It is a very easy and a worldly trait to be quarrelsome and mm-hmm. to not be kind and to to not be gentle and to be harsh. Yeah. That's what I feel like doing when I don't get enough sleep and I'm annoyed and I haven't been with Jesus. That's natural. Mm. And so when people are like, "Oh, you're you're being so bold for the Lord." It's easy to be harsh.
1: Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> It's easy to say
1: it like it is. It, takes take, so nothing, much, so it doesn't control. take the Holy Spirit to be harsh. It
0: does not. Yeah, it's just right. It takes yeah. an immense Holy Spirit um, being filled with the spirit to be able to weep. And, and this is what I wish. I wish there were tears. Mm-hmm. I wish John MacArthur and I'm not saying you have to cry for this to be legitimate, right? Because we don't want to. But a sense of sorrow for yeah, sorrow. Sister Beth. Yeah. You could imagine the yeah. difference if he he said Beth Moore and everyone laughed and John MacArthur said, Stop. Stop. We don't laugh about this. Mm. And then, what if a tear rolled down his cheek? And he said, "Concerned,
1: hmm. I'm
0: concerned for my sister.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: concerned for her or the direction she's going. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, right. And so he's not. It's very important that we don't equate faithfulness and being bold with um with being uh, uh, um, harsh. Right. You can be
1: bold and clear and stand up for truth and be gentle. Right. Yeah. The thing." that stands out to me from that text as you just read it, is it sounds like God is pleased to grant repentance when his servants use gentleness. Mm,
2: it's just amen.
1: like, who would not want to do that? Right. You know, like right. who would not want to be
2: the kind of person that God is pleased to use to give other people repentance. Someone might, again, the argument's going to come up. How? Yes. Maybe, maybe Jesus would say, correct the gentleness to unbeliever but Jesus didn't do that. He he said woe to you, yep. Pharisees. Sure. You know, because these are people within the body of Christ. Right. Judgment begins in the house of God. Yep. Like they, you know, you hear people say that. So maybe they they would justify mm-hmm. the the harsh language because Jesus is right. is he gives fierce rebukes of of false teachers. That's a great point. And again, I think that what we need to what we need to kind of say is that they're, they're making claims about uh, Beth Moore, making claims about uh, charismatic movements. This is a, another thing that was in the, in the headlines a couple years ago. They're making claims about uh, many individuals that they're, they're calling them false teachers. Uh-huh. And therefore, it defines their tone. It defines the harshness. Right. It, it, you know, and so, yeah. Yeah. again, this is why we started out with, what is a false teacher? Right. What is false teacher? Uh, because I think that it is it is okay to say, uh, to, to acknowledge, Jesus did very, uh, I don't know, if aggressive or harshly. He was pretty strong. He's of, <laughs> yeah. there, there was some direct communication. Watch, <laughs> why
1: <laughs> Yes. He wasn't
2: Minnesotan. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. So he, he had some strong language for truly false teachers. Yeah. He did. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Which right. makes the triage so important, right? Yeah, that's
2: right. That's right. That's because
1: right. because if someone isn't that tier one false teacher, it's almost always I would say inappropriate to bring harsh denunciation and attack against them.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. even if they're tier one, I how do we reckon with Second Timothy two twenty five? I just I just feel like it is. It takes a very unique person to say something with with derision and mockery. And do it with still with love
1: and sure.
0: I, I just i'm going to err toward gentleness and jesus didn't use one.
1: much derision and mockery yeah. against yeah. against the pharisees it was more yeah very very strongly directly saying what's wrong mm-hmm. yeah but it wasn't exactly. like yeah like you go home or you right know.
0: right and, and and even with the w- word woe woe is um my understanding is woe is not like whoa but it's like yeah. a oh it's brokenness. I'm grieved. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how much I've wanted to hold you like chicks, but you would not have it. Like there's a, there's a a mixture of like holy anguish that is coming out of, and, and so not a, I'm annoyed by you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so let's just be clear. We have no evidence that, that Beth Moore is a false prophet at this point, false teacher. We don't. And I don't even want to say at this point as if like, we'll just wait and see, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just such a Terrible attitude. Like Kanye West, we'll just see, but he's probably going to fall anyway. Like there's that kind of like mindset of just
2: hypercritical and yeah. assuming the worst. We do yes. not believe that Beth Moore is a false teacher. No, we don't. We do not believe that she's a false teacher. Yeah. We believe she's an heir. Yeah. But not a false teacher.
0: Right. She has error. Yes. Like us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We just don't know what it is. And she doesn't believe she's an error. She believes she's being faithful to scripture as far as we know. And we don't know of any blaring um, personal uh, immorality she has in her life, mm-hmm. so we can't treat her like tier one
2: issues. And even right. if, even if she was being tier one, we got to be very very careful. And mm-hmm. at this point, brothers, I don't know enough. Yeah. But I don't even know if I can say that she's in error because sure. I just don't know exactly what what's gone down. That's fair. well, she she as far as we know, she did preach in preach in
1: the tr- uh, church, yeah, yeah, in a gathered church, which got seems it. to be in contradiction to First Timothy two twelve. Okay. Yeah. Which is where so, I'm at. But that is sure. that is an error because it's in contradiction to that right. clear command in the Lord. Sure, sure.
0: And, and I would just say, like, I think Presbyterians, as much as I respect them, are in error in the way they baptize children. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, we, we
2: believe that. And, and we yet, probably have error as well. Yeah. we're No one wants Mo, to be in error, right? Certain, <laughs> but, not
1: probably, most certainly. I want us to have the humility of saying we're in error, mm-hmm. but also, like, when we believe the scriptures is clear to say like, we really believe this is air and it's not just like, yeah, Oh, we all have air. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. In the know, sense that
0: we don't know what we're blind to. Yes. But as far as we know, us three brothers as pastors at our church are submitted to the clear teachings yeah, of scripture. And, and, and we, we have a clean conscience. There's yes. nothing that we're resisting that we know of. Yeah. Right. Um, there's days we resist and we, we violate the word in our own personal holiness at times. But um, yeah. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, I ho- hopefully you guys hear our hearts, whoever's listening, even at this point, cause it's hour and five
2: minutes in. Or so. it's, it, the key is nuance. You have you you must have nuance, otherwise you fail. And the triage is so huge. Yes. And we would invite. I would just say we invite you to to ask us questions about this. If if you have questions for yeah. uh, any of us people and anything clear. we've said yeah. Um, yeah yeah we we are open to your uh your que- your correction your right. questions. Yeah. Um, we want to learn. And and just just one
1: more note. I think people are talking past each other who are disagreeing with this that I've seen. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who say. Well, MacArthur's teaching, his position was correct. And then people hear, you're justifying his manner. Yeah. And other people are saying, his manner was wrong. Yeah. And then the other person hears, so they would disagree with his teaching. Yeah, that's right. And I think we're saying, we agree that his teaching was correct, that the, a- the actual position was correct. Right, right. But the words he used and the manner he used in it was wrong. Right. And so both sides are actually talking past each other, can actually affirm both things and agree. That that that, we agree scripturally. This is the position. Yeah. But MacArthur, John MacArthur was mistaken in the words he used and the way he said them.
2: Hmm. And then there's
1: not actually we're just people talking past. Absolutely. Another who aren't actually in disagreement at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more here we can talk about it, and we're
0: not the foremost experts in the world. But we're gonna put a bunch of links from people who are experts, and we just welcome, especially our church, to ask questions, push back. Um, where are we not seeing things clearly? Um, maybe even share what, what was helpful that brought clarity. But at the end of the day, um, you can be right and yet still wrong by the way we go about it. And we want to have a generous, gracious, charitable culture in our church and in the, in the, the broader church where we are listen, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. We're quick to jump to conclusions. We, we want to hold a first Corinthians 13, uh, love believes all things, hopes all things, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we, we we want to be the kind mm-hmm. of people that can give other people's um, arguments as well as they could, and honor them, and really mm-hmm. listen and know their mm-hmm. stuff without just saying I disagree with you because I know I disagree with
1: you. Yeah, um, yeah. If you say the right thing in the wrong way, you're still wrong. Yeah, you're still wrong according to the Bible. Yeah,
0: and, and we can just say praise God for Macarthur, and yet John Macarthur, we love you, and we, gra- we thank God for you in many ways. But this is an area that I think is needs significant. Uh, you need to address Yes, and people are following you, brother. People are watching your <laughs> manner, and they will follow you. And I just know, coming from California, how many people who follow you who will have the same manner, and they'll hear. I, I know, <laughs> uh, Lord. I, I just we just want to be careful that we don't d- diminish. The, I'm not going to go into the personal story. I was going to do. We want to be discerning people, and we want to hold to truth, but we also don't want to. in in our pursuit of that, have a hyper skepticism towards anybody. Mm -hmm. Always assuming wrong, always assuming you, maybe you're a false prophet, always assuming that maybe you have another agenda. Like that's just a very unhelpful climate to have. Mm -hmm. And our culture is doing that already. And we cannot mirror that as a church. Yes. If the church will know that, if the world will know that we're Christians by the way we love each other, then we're doing a sucky job because our, the church looks just as divided as the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so we're not saying compromise truth for the sake of unity. We're saying let's continue to pursue truth and unity right. and do it in a loving manner, yes. in an understanding manner.
1: Right. There's that phrase in 1 Corinthians 13. I think I'm not making this up. Isn't like love like hopes for the best or something
0: Yeah, like that? hopes this, all things, believes all things. Hopes
2: all
1: things.
0: Um, yeah Yeah. endures all things love never fails that's right right and so yeah
1: that was a hopefully a good conversation yeah hopefully someone has made it to this point in the
2: podcast yeah (laughs) can i pray yeah yeah Mm -hmm. let's pray it's good father thank you that um you are leading your church that jesus you are leading your church gates of hell will not prevail (laughs) against it um we we see that there could be great offense over this matter. That that this could be a dividing issue. But we want to be able to um, discern properly. So give us grace as a church. Help all people's church, every single one of us, mm. to be able to discern and to uh, exegete what is is communicated in our culture, mm-hmm. from from Christian teachers, um, from yeah everything that's being brought to our ears. Help us to discern and be wise. And to uh, be instructed by your spirit. Mm. Father, please protect us. Protect us from division within our church. Protect your, your broader body. And we pray what Jesus prayed. That we may be one, even as the Father is one. Mm. That, that your church would look beautiful and glorious. Yeah. And that we would uh, shine, Lord, so the world would see and know mm. that you are God. Mm. Um, God, I pray that you would bless um, John MacArthur, and the ministry uh, of, of his his church and, and his, his ministry. We pray that you would bless Beth Moore mm. and meet her uh, in the criticism. I pray that you shape both of these men and, and everyone that's mentioned today in this podcast, uh, that you would draw each of them closer to you, Jesus, and that you would um, help them to walk mm. in the truth. Yes, we need your help. So thank you for your uh, your presence your dwelling presence and and for answering these prayers in Jesus name amen amen, amen.